G'day Swellians, Deadly here. Well, welcome to the final instalment from our Up in Smoke ATS Aussie Tour. This one takes place on a pretty quiet Friday night, smack bang in the middle of COVID, at a pub that was at one stage in the mid-80s, one of the most iconic bikey bars on the mid-north coast of New South Wales, uh, but which has since transformed into a real community centrepiece, which even supports the local board riders club. We're talking, of course, about the Hoey Moey. Hey. Uh, it's a place that has always had surfers smeared all over its walls. It's just that back in the day, that smearing was being done by bouncers and leather-clad one-percenters as they flogged the shit out of dirty wax heads. Today, those very same walls are covered in loving photo montages of the uh, region's best wave riders. So things have changed at the Hoey. Uh, joining us... As a guest panellist once again is ATS favourite, the 99 world champ and raging bull, Mark Ocalupo. And uh, we go for a meander through some of the classic moments of his career and even get stuck into a pretty dodgy game show about midway through. Look, it's not our best step. I'm just going to throw it out there. But, you know, it was a pretty mellow night. Coffs is uh, one of those those cities. I've spent a lot of time there in my life uh, and uh, yeah, sometimes you get it on and sometimes you get it off. I think that the, the just sort of paranoia around COVID uh, was pretty rife around this stage. And me and Smivy were also fucking exhausted. This was our second last show. So uh, there's still some nugs in there, though, worth, worth hanging around for. And Ock is always golden. There's always uh, laughs when the Ock is part of the show. So as this is our last show from the ATS Up in Smoke Tour, Smithy and I would like to say a huge thanks to Billabong and the lads there, Hopi, Stevie Asmus and uh, Bowie, for helping us pull together uh, you know, a live show. One of the only live tours during the entirety of COVID. We, we really picked our window. And although we never got to make it to WA, and we're really sorry about that, but we will get there soon. Uh, to everyone else who came to the shows at Manly, the Senecas, Newey, Goldie, Port Mac, Narrabeen, Cronulla... Bondi, uh, we just loved seeing you guys there, and we hope to see you again when we announce the next live shows, which will go on sale soon. We're going to announce those before Christmas. It'll be a limited run, so not as many shows, but some big names who have never been on, and a couple of favourites will be joining us as well. But yeah, get behind Billabong and our custom shoes as well. Been with us since day dot. Support the core lords who make these cultural gatherings. Something we can all uh, continue to share and enjoy. And just finally, with Christmas around the corner, the Swellians.com shop is open. Order now to make sure you can get your gear for uh, yourself, your partner, your kids, your pets, your mum. Maybe you've got a weird auntie who's hard to buy for. And the Swellians.com has something for everyone. Can't promise they'll like it. Cannot promise that. But uh, there'll be something. Something for you, something for them. And uh, one bit of other good news, anyone who's already bought something from the shop uh, or who is thinking about buying something before Chrissy, you all go into the draw to win a custom Axod surfboard. That's any purchase till Christmas is in the running to score a weapon from the Goldie, the madman who crafts blades of absolute glory, Alex Cruz, official shaper of the Swellians. So get on there, theswellians.com. Get some merch for someone else. You could score a new Axolot weapon out of it. Radio, 
Without further ado, we bring you Oki live at the Hoey Moey. Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and I ask people gonna find me, because I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far off their mouths that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the poor back. Drop down, say, bah! Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, that looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jen and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back! <laughs> Get a haircut. Yes, yeah, shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell live from the Hoey Moey here in Coffs Harbour. Hello. I'm your host, the two-time gold cone piece award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin, the maestro of micro dosing. And I'm joined here as always by my loyal co-host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Waves magazine, Tracks magazine, Vaughn, Rinsed Corn, Deadly. Hey, Big round thank of applause you, for Vaughn. Thank you, Coffs. So good to be back at the Howie Maui. The pub has changed a lot since I was a Grom. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Coffs Harbour, to be honest, Vaughn. Uh, in my few brief excursions away from the car uh, at the you know, local petrol station or one of the many fast food outlets that dominate the landscape here... <laughs> I only ever really came across morbidly obese, custard-assed bogans. Uh, it's, a, it's, a kind of, it's a unique kind of bogan you've got here in Coffs Harbour, different from the you know, traditional wiry, foul-tempered, brick-laying bogan, and uh, you know, quite different from the uh, East Coast Australian beer-toed bogan. The Coffs Harbour bogan, it's, uh, it's similar to those bogans, but different in another sense too. It's a kind of bogan that's been pumped full of American lard to the point uh, you, you feel like custard's going to explode out of their varicose veins at any second. Uh, and yet when I look out in the audience tonight, uh, there's only, what, two, three, four, six, seven of the uh, fat cunts in the audience tonight, so... Shout out to all those morbidly obese, custard-assed bogans. Uh, enjoy the show and enjoy the complimentary Swellian buffet after the show. It's an mad. interesting take on cough, Smithy. Uh, I actually went to Maxville High. I've spent a heap of t- uh, time in coughs over the years. Actually, last time I was here was when the bushfires on. We had a, an Ain't That Swell show at, at the Plano. And, uh, mate, you didn't make it. And I was just like fucking Garth in Wayne's World when Wayne quits the show, just standing there going... I'm having a good time. Not. <laughs> Did you ever see that scene in Scanners when that dude's head blew up? Um, but the best thing is I've been reconnecting heaps with coughs lately, mostly through the the ABB, the Australian Board Riders battle, because the coughs boys come down and the coughs girls come down, and they they come down as such a solid team. They come down as such a solid team. They're a fucking solid, solid club. I want to say thanks to the Coffs Harbour Board Riders for having us and for supporting the night as well. Come out, come out, come out. Uh, the other big supporter of this night has been Cooper's Surf Shop. And a big thanks to Billabong as well, who 
you know, they are fucking part of the culture. They, they support the Border Runners Club. They're a big supporter of Coopers as well and, and vice versa. And uh, they've supported us all the way through. So without Billabong, without Coopers, without the Coffs Border Runners Club, a night like this wouldn't be possible. And we're really grateful to all you guys for supporting us. So thanks for coming out. Absolutely stoked. Should we get our guest of honour up, Vaughn? Let's do it. It's time! Fighting out of Colonel via Kulangata, this child prodigy scaled the heights of professional surfing superstardom, plumed the depths of depression, and rose from the dead like Lazarus with a layback on his way to winning one of the greatest world titles in history. Renowned for his inimitable style. A backside bottom turn that could go for days, spanning an entire coastline. He's bigger than Ben-Hur, more iconic than Einstein, more classic than King Kong. Please welcome Mark the Raging Bull Akalupo. In Coffs. Welcome Thank back. Thank you. You've spent a bit of time in yeah, Coffs over I, the years. Oh. I am definitely becoming one of those bogans. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, no, I come down there a fair bit because the kids used to do the Osgrom Cup and then um, and I'm often down here doing some stuff with Coopers and uh, my good mate Linz. Uh, we play golf today. We often do that. I come down for the club, uh, club board riders day sometimes. So a bunch of times. Yeah, I love it down here. And you've spent a lot of time with surfers from Coffs, obviously uh, Lee Winkler, yeah. big part of the Billabong team, Sean yeah. Kansdell when yeah. he was a little grommy and on tour in the same years that you were there as well. Absolutely. Um, is there anything that you can put your finger on that separates or, or that is distinctive about Coffs Harbour surfers? Yeah, they've got that kind of real kind of grunt to them and kind of like uh, that low centre of gravity kind of, you know. Winks a lot like that, and Sean's a fair bit like that too. You know, Sean um, surfed cloud break really well and and uh, made the final there one year, didn't he? And then Wink, yeah, he rips, and um, I was lucky enough to be, you know, they were on tour with me for a couple of years, both of them, and it was, uh, they're really, you know, the cost people are really cool. They actually christened uh, Cairns Miniok. Do you see some similarities between <laughs> his surfing and yours? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he goes, uh, he does airs and stuff. Well observed. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore, someone said. <laughs> Is that short himself or? <laughs> Kansas here, I think he's a bit nervous to get up. Like, if, if you want him up. Yeah! Just Is say he, the word. Is he really here? We'll get him up a little bit later. Let's get stuck into it. Let's, uh, let's dive into your life a little bit, Ock, because yeah. you've actually been on the podcast so many times that you've yeah. really just taken on the role as a co-host, like, like you and I basically just run off Smivy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really dived into your, your life and your surfing for a while, so we, we're going to revisit that tonight because we haven't done it here at Coffs either, and I'm sure, you know, uh, as me and Smivy were, we all grew up watching this guy do what he does, and it was pretty fucking mind-blowing, man. <laughs> so 
what do you reckon, Smithy? Where do you finger want to start? Finger buns. Finger buns, all right. Number five. Number Let's get stuck five. into it. Uh, a star is born, Ox rookie year, mate. Let's go back to the very beginning of your World Tour career. 17, when you qualify, Tom Carroll is just about to win his first world title. Uh, what are your memories of your first year on the tour? Uh, well, the first year I qualified, it was... Um, it was a bit of a whirlwind, really. You know, I just there was a lot of events back then. There used to be an event kind of every weekend, and uh, and it was a, it just went really fast that year. And I just made it. Um, I didn't qu- qualify by ease. You know, it was back then. It was a top sixteen. Uh, just to remember back then, you know, it was a top sixteen. Used to meet the back sixteen, and I just made that back sixteen by qualifying and ended up like fourteenth in the world. But I don't remember much of that year. But the next year, I was on tour, and um, oh, the, I remember a bit. I think I went to Durban for my first event. Actually, I remember that now. And uh, I was with a guy called Greg Day, and um, he stayed with a guy, a couple of guys, Wes Lane and Willie Morris. And I kind of hung around with them a bit. And, uh, and I think I went to Jeffrey's Bay for the first time too. So that was really memorable. But, yeah. So to put that in perspective though, that's year 10, right? You're, you're like I basically was, yeah, going just, straight from year I, 10 yeah. to, to get being on I tour. Was, I was out fresh out of year 10 pretty much. And straight into South Africa, into Durban, which was a pretty radical party town. Like it's like the Gold Coast. Yeah, and... Uh, and I was thrown in the deep end. But I could go to all the clubs there. They didn't have a lot. You didn't need to show ID, not in South Africa. No. Wow. And this is Durban, like, during apartheid too, right? Yeah, it was scary too, yeah. I mean, it was um, – I think Tom Carroll didn't go and I was quite young and I didn't, you know, um, know a lot a whole, a whole lot about that politically-wise. But uh, I didn't like what I saw and uh, – you know, it's changed a lot now. I read that in that first event, you know, you've, you've come from Australia, you, you've had some good fortune in, in the fact that you're like a, a prodigy, you've had good results, and then you get on tour and you go to Africa and one of your first heats is against Dane Kiloha. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and, like, can you describe sort of like, I mean, we all know sort of what an enforcer Sonny Garcia is. What, what sort of presence did Dane have in, in a heat? Yeah, uh, Dane... Um Sonny was probably more intense because Dane uh, was pretty quiet, really, unless you got on the wrong side of him in Hawaii, you know. But outside of Hawaii, he was a real gentleman and a scholar. So um, Dane was pretty cool. But, um, you know, I remember serving against Sonny the first time and he was intense, you know. We were the same age and he wanted to fight more than he wanted to surf. But, um, but we'd never done that. But, uh, you know, it was just the intimidation that a lot of the Hawaiians have is... Is classic, you know. I mean, Johnny Boy used to do it to me um, in Hawaii. He'd we'd hang out and surf and everything for like a whole kind of season. While you know, well, my season anyway, which would be maybe six weeks. But you know, they'd love having us there, and we'd hang out and have heaps of fun. And then the next year, he'd like the first time you see him, he'd forget you and like and just give you the stink eye and paddle right up to you like he's going to punch you out. And then he'd just tap your back and just go, ah, just joking, you know what I mean? But you wouldn't know, though. Some, sometimes he wouldn't even say he wasn't joking. He'd just paddle away. And he'd be like, Johnny boy, it's me, remember me. But, but um, eventually, you know, they, it's funny, the, the games they play and stuff, but it's all in fun. 
One of my favourite stories, Ock, is uh, your first ever session in Hawaii at Sunset Beach. I think it was like, you know, eight foot building swell. Uh, and in the space of one session, you managed to uh, drop in or snake Derek Derner, Double D. Yeah. Uh, and I think he, did he slap you or he sent he you did. in? He sent, yeah, he slapped me. Yep. I, um, but he dropped in on me. Yeah. And I just kind of stayed too close to him and like it followed his track to make the wave through the inside bowl and and he was the like the lifeguard and he hadn't seen me before and he just went you know who I am and I was like no and then and then uh, I went in and, and they told me who he was but um, but did he backhand you or open no, just an open hand slap yeah <laughs> <laughs> on the forehead just upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> Were you, like, like, one of the great things about you is uh, you, you have this way where I think, you know, of, of everything I've ever read and, and getting to know you over the years, you've just got this endearing, genuine kindness. I that, thought that, you were going to say I got a slappable face. <laughs> I've never thought about slapping your face once, mate. But no, you've got this sort of like endearing, just genuine quality that people just connect with it's like you said you know you got to africa and and you just got on with people straight away and and i've I've heard that it was similar in hawaii but you know was it strange for you to be paddling out in the surf and getting slapped had that ever happened to you before was that like (laughs) did you come in crying like how did you feel i didn't come in crying i mean i just came in just going what was that He, he explained himself to me he said he was the lifeguard and that and i was like fair enough do you know what you're doing out here it was big and i was like i think i do but i probably not really and um, and then I went in. They told me who it was, and then we ended up being really, really good friends. But but yeah, it's um, you just got to face it, you know. And like you know, you're gonna run into these people, and if you want to get into that kind of you know zone, so. But that wasn't the only running you had in that no, surf, was it? No, yeah, no. Well, Ken Bradshaw, the big wave rider, came up to me and bit my surfboard. <laughs> Can you explain this? Because. I've heard about crew getting slapped. I haven't heard about someone having a chunk of their surfboard bitten off. Yeah, he'd buy it. He used to do it to a few people. And uh, just come up and just like, and then just bite your board and paddle away. And then (laughs) kind of thing. So you've been slapped in the head. You've had a chunk bitten out of your surfboard. Did you just call it off? You went in? No, I will. I think Ken said, you know, it wasn't just a rah. He's like, he was like, get in, Gromit, like, or something. And then, and he was staying right next door. I was actually, I don't know how it happened, but Ken's house was a couple of houses down from the, where I was staying at sunset. So, um, and Eddie Rothman was there, and he was like, you get back out there and tell him I sent you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't know which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the biggest court between a rock and a hard place ever. You got Ken Bradshaw sending you in, and Eddie Rothman sending you back out. What did you just surf the shorey for the rest of the day? Yeah, you know, pretty much. There is a little wave inside there called Shores, and I think I was hanging in there. <laughs> Number well, uh, number four in the life and times of the Ox, Ox greatest hits, uh, mate. You've won pipe, bells, uh, the skins, uh, the entire Pacific leg. Um, I'm interested to know, what's your favourite or most memorable contest victory? Uh, it was there, you know, in that, that in, in, in definitely in Hawaii when I was invited to the Pipeline Masters. So 
that was probably the most memorable, you know, like, because I was never, you know, like, I, I don't know, now that I bet, there was no betting back then, I would have been thousands to one probably because I was invited to that event and I'd never really surfed there and it was a, they invited 24 guys and it was a day event and it was a two-week or three-week waiting period and just the one-day event, so they'd wait to, for it to be really, really big, like uh, like second, third reef pipeline. And uh, and I got invited to it, and I don't know why they did. They just wanted to see me go over the falls, and I did a couple times. Not really over the falls. Yeah, I did, actually. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but it, I, it ended up... Um, I made two of those finals and won it, um, and that was... Yeah, it was... Pretty, Do you yeah. recall, like, how many heats is that? Is that, like, in a one-day event, is it about... One-day event, yeah, so it would probably start, like, it would be something like three or four times. And yeah. then six-man heats? Six-man heats, yeah. And so who are some of the guys you're coming up against when you're... And what, you're 19 at this stage, right? So you're... Yeah, probably about that. About that? So yeah. you're, you're basically the youngest guy in this field. You must have been surfing against absolute giants. Oh, I was. It was, um, you know, uh, all the best pipeline riders. So everywhere from like Jeff Crawford to Mickey Nielsen, um, Max Medeiros. Jerry Lopez in that one? Jerry Lopez might have been in one of them maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, it's just like you're basically surfing every single time a guy takes off, it's a picture from a magazine you read when you were a kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like Dane was in there and um, just oh, Ronnie Burns. Yeah, um, all kinds of guys. And what do you put your strong performance there down to? Had those waves like Voodoo and Aussie Pipe prepared you well for uh, <laughs> the real deal? Um, oh, I had a two-wave hold down at Voodoo that probably prepared me for that, but... Um, I think that was maybe the scaredest I've been that, that day at Voodoo because I don't think I had a two-wave hold down in Hawaii. No, I would remember if I did, but but no, I was still, I've always been petrified of big waves and I was that day. I mean, the whole day was like a big slow-motion car crash, like paddling out there. You're just looking into pipeline when it's 15 foot. Is like, you just look at it just going, how do I even take that on? But like just adrenaline takes over. I mean, I'm not taking waves that size. I had a tactic, um, you know, I, you know, and uh, just to kind of duck in and out and try and get the waves, the kind of that actually that barreled because you know, a lot of the bigger bigger sets there don't, you know, off the second reef they kind of go go a bit wide. Some do, but not all of them do. Like, so to get in and out and get the barrel is. Um, back then on big boards is tricky because <laughs> you get cleaned up, you break your board, your heat's over, you know, so to get in and out is a tactic and that kind of worked for me those couple of years. But when you're going in and out as well, like when you're at Pipeline, the, the second reef wash through gives you a lot of time to set up the tube. Like when you're sneaking into first reef, you're fucking putting yourself under the ledge, which yeah. that's the way everyone surfs pipe now. Now, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when people... Despite the fact that you say, you know, you weren't going the sets, you were actually racing in and knifing it under the lip, just like we see all the great pipeline surfers do now. Yeah. Were, were people stoked on that performance? <laughs> were they frothing? Not really. <laughs> I mean, because you're not really going those death-defying waves, you know, like, um, but, you know, I mean, 
you do whatever it takes to get through heats. <laughs> just, it's fucking. What, what about when you you get to the beach and they announce you as the winner? Like, is that oh, just no, embedded that was, in your? It was amazing that you know the final. It was like it was a dream because I actually stepped off on that in that final. The one where like the hooter went five four three two one and I stepped off on the sand like and I rode all the way up to the beach. I didn't know I won because they didn't read scores out back then. That was way before that. So you've got to wait for them to, you know, tablet, um, tabulate them up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just when you're up on the stage and, you know, everyone's name gets called out before yours and I was like, is this really happening? I knew I had to, um, or what was it back then, you know, I had four waves that I kind of got barreled on and, and those guys got cleaned up by a really big set at the start of the final and they all got washed in and took, a, took them a good 10, 15 minutes to get back out. So I had a, a head start and, and then I got some good ones. So, But it was a beautiful afternoon at Pipeline and um, and it was kind of late in the afternoon. The sun was out and it was just a, something you never forget. Oh. And then you, you get home. I mean, I know you by this stage you're, you've, you're experiencing sort of like... A, a, a golden run, you know. You've had uh, you've had event wins, but to, to win in Hawaii, to win the Pipe Masters, what was it like to come home to that? Back to were you in Cornell or Cronulla at that point? Uh, um, no, I was probably in Cronulla. I had my unit there in Cronulla. Yeah, were people just epic. fucking fizzing out of their minds? Or <laughs> my mate, yeah, like my best mate Richie Mara was just tripping out. He was he's such he's, he's such a classic, and he just. Get so emotional, and um, he was blown away. And it, you know, every time to come home and see him after a contest win and that, and have a surf, and I'd always like bring it back aboard at like a rusty, and give it to him. And he was a pretty good surfer, and so to make him surf like another, you know, eighty percent better, and he was just that stoked, and just to come home, you know, and just explain what actually happens on tour, you know, and. Yeah, it was incredible. I actually took him to Hawaii too once, so it was cool. Number three. Right, number three in Oki's top five, Mortal Conebat. Uh, you've, had a, you've had a rival in every generation, Potts, Elko, Curran, TC, Slater, AI, uh, the Cooley kids you've come up against. I wanted to know, who's your fiercest rival? Uh, Tom Curran would have been my fiercest one. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, because that was my first, um, my first stage on tour and then I had those five years off and then to come back, uh, you know, it was always, you know, Kelly was the new current and he was as hard and, I mean, and, and harder to beat, really. So it was both times those two were really prominent, you know, but at home, um, Joel was definitely a nemesis to me, um, you know, being a lot older than those um, Joel and, and and Kelly, it was it was made it tougher again. But uh, you know, I got few very few wins off them, but they were sweet when I did. What was the difference? Like every every single guest we've ever had on has a Kelly story, and you were in the thick of it with him because your comeback. <laughs> not the Karate Six, sorry, please. Well, oh, no, not that one. But the, the thing is, everyone talks about Kelly and his mind games and, you know, like the, the tricks and the stuff he played. And, and really, your comeback started uh, surfing against him in the Billabong Challenges and then you made a final against him at Pipeline. 
And then you just kept getting stronger and stronger as your comeback progressed. When did he start to... Did you, did you feel a shift in him? Because as soon as he starts looking at you like a real threat, he starts fucking with you. Yeah. Did, well, you, did you feel it happening I, when you started to come back? You know, I could... He, he's hard to read, but um, I could always kind of tell when, um, you know, he was extra confident. For me, he would talk to you then, and then not so much like... Well... <laughs> um, was that him? <laughs> he's listening, mate. He's watching. He's listening. He knows how, He knows all. Um, the only time I know I had him worried and he was, like, not being him was um, probably at the skins when I, I had him in the heat there and... And um, he probably might, you know, and I love the way Kelly surf bells, but no, it wasn't going to happen that day. <laughs> <laughs> that must be such a good feeling when you're just on such a roll that even he knows. You know, he can see what's going down. It's just, it's all written on the wall. Because yeah. he's a guy who's obviously tapping that energy a lot. Yeah. He could see what, you was, what was going on that day. Yeah. I think I've had a couple of finals with him too at Pipe. I mean, I think there's been two because the one... When I actually made my comeback and uh, I got into the pipeline trials, um, and then I got through the trials and made it. Uh, that's when I knocked Sonny out, I think. And Sonny was going for his world title, and that was a really gnarly heat because everyone wanted Sonny to win, including me. But the waves just um, didn't, you know. He broke his board, and all that happened. And then, um, and then I made it all the way through to the final against Kelly, and I broke my board in the final. But and then there was another time. I had him at, at backdoor, and I actually was winning not on waves that I was catching at backdoor, but I was catching lefts that day, but backdoor was better, but then he got a 10 on me in the very last minute, but, yeah. Plus, like, I mean, with that sunny heat, like, you're a goofy footer, you're not going to let a left go past. I've never oh, seen a goofy no. let even one oh, foot well, piece no, of shit left I go was, past. I was trying my best to not get win that here. I wanted to sunny to win the world title, because... I had nothing to do with it. I was like, I had no points. I was not on tour yet. I, no, it was before, you know, I, my comeback. And, um, and then it just, you know, it just went against him. And then a wave did swing my way that I had to take. Otherwise, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I couldn't have not gone that wave. <laughs> and, then, and then I got, like, spat out of the barrel and I was like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, far out. Your, your career has spanned so many different tour iterations. Uh, I'm interested to know as well, like, who was the most ruthless competitor? Um, there was a few. Uh, Barton Lynch was bad. Damien was bad. They were both very ruthless. Yeah. In what way would they... Uh, just yeah, never give you the inside. Joel's really bad like that too. Just never, ever let you have the inside at the start of the heat. And back then, and then just paddle, you know, yeah, and then just never give you a break. And Barton and Damien were ruthless, and um, and Joel too would never give you the inside, ever. There's there's a famous story in the documentary where Barton made you cry. Yeah, is that did. true? Yeah, well, he did. That was I think even before Priority, and he was just on a man on man heat and just not letting me catch a wave at all. And um, I remember that day, and that was just not fair. And he was laughing at me, and I think I started crying. How does someone do that? So they're just paddling all over you, essentially blocking you from getting into position? Yeah, just getting you on your inside every single time on an inconsistent day is just really frustrating. I like, 
I was the worst. I couldn't hassle. Like, and then, you know, it, and in those four-man heats when you're trying to qualify, that's nearly made me not qualify because I could not, you know, keep hassling and, and everyone knew it. And then so they would end up. Uh, but once the four-man priority came in in QSs, nearly made me want to make a comeback. <laughs> was there a point in your career when you, you did learn to hassle, where you did learn to stand up for yourself? No. I can do it free surfing, but in the heat, I just can't do it. It throws me off. I get to, um, I, I can't surf because I'm thinking about that, and I get really, if I get pissed off, I can't surf. I'm better surfing relaxed. So priority was good for me. Yeah. Number two. All right, uh, number two in the life and times of Ock. Ock, bottom. Uh, there's peaks and, peaks and valleys in everyone's life. Uh, for you, what was like the toughest period of your career? Um, well, just, uh, it was always tough travelling, you know, but um, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, when I stopped, when I stopped it at, I can't say it was tough, but, um, you know, it was kind of tough seeing the results, you know, and in conditions that you would have done well in, thinking you should do, should be there and, like, feeling kind of guilty and and anxious about, um, you know, not being there. So I I kind of didn't look at it much, but, but if, like, someone, you know, done well that I kind of, I don't know, didn't like or... Or was jealous of, I'd be like, I should be there, kind of thing. That was tough, but I mean, uh, yeah, just, I mean, t- just the airports. I mean, that everyone says that, though. It's kind of boring, eh? Well, is, was there losses that stayed with you? Were there, were there yeah. ones that really, you know, even now, you, you, it's like, uh, you know, some footy players can't <laughs> watch grand finals they've lost. They just can't yeah. watch it. Yeah, I know. Have, have you got a couple of heats like that? Um, after I won my world title, like, the losses became easier. But it's funny when I was saying that and, you know, like uh, my comeback, like the comeback that I didn't mean to do because there was a few of them. But um, when I was commentating for, Bill- for Billabong before WSL um, ran their, um, started running the events and um, broadcast was I competed, remember, at Margaret River. I was there. It was incredible. You were there and I made the semi and then on my way to Brazil to commentate, I stopped in at the um at a concert qs at trestles and i made the quarters there and i was like number 20 or something in the world but that event at trestles i don't tell many people but i think i had pat i had patrick godowskis and i was beating him and um and uh and i wasn't thinking of coming back and everyone's like you know you're close to requalifying you should go on with it but i was um it was funny that heat i I was winning and done that same old stupid mistake that uh, I like. He needed like an eight or something, and then, and then I was out the back with priority, and he had a wave and paddling back out with not much time left. And I remember taking a wave, the stupid wave that wasn't going to better one of my eights. And um, I remember doing my last turn, and I hit the lip, and I was pissed off because I knew it um, had. Uh, was closed out and I knew I wasn't better in the score and I hit the lip and it made this really weird sound, like a boom sound. Sometimes really rarely it does that. And it was a loud sound. I'm like, oh, you, f- just, you blew that. And sure enough, five minutes left, he went out, got the score, just didn't deserve the score. He got ripped on, I reckon. But um, 
Sorry about that. <laughs> but um, but then and that has still that was my last big you know heat, and that was probably ten years ago, and I still beat myself up over it. That's amazing that the woke, you know that that's locked in with some of the hardest losses that you've ever had because it was yeah it was an accidental qualifying campaign. Yeah, I wasn't know, it? I know, and um, it's silly, but it's a way, it's silly the way your mind thinks, but. That was my last heat that I can remember, and it was a big priority mistake. And um, I mean, it could be it could have been different if I got through that heat. And I mean, I went to Brazil and commentated. There was a six star after that that I could have probably done, but I actually had to go to Peru. <laughs> Would you believe? Just a quick run <laughs> to Peru. <laughs> no. um, as you do, as you do. I'm only joking. No, I was. Um, a billabong had me doing a. Uh, a surf thing there. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, there's a story I love as well that I wanted to touch on. Um, I mean, there was, you know, uh, some tough times throughout your career, especially uh, in the period after you first qualified and did the stint on tour at such a young age. And I love this story uh, about Shane Horan taking you under his wing for a period there and getting you on the full-blown Hessian core, <laughs> beans, brown rice, juice program, meditation. Can you talk to us a bit about that period? Oh, I can't remember much. It was like special smoothies in the morning. Brown rice dinner. Who's <laughs> on the phone? Um, yeah, no, we. I got pretty high that um, whole period, really. No, I mean, you know what I mean. I like. It, I didn't light. eat. I didn't eat meat. Yeah, so I was light. I was high. Like I think I was doing yoga one morning, um, on the beach at dark in like Laguna somewhere or something. Well, no, it was Oceanside before a contest and I was doing this one stretch and I was that light, I'd like passed out. I was like, I think I nearly touched my, what is it, your Kundalini chakra or something. <laughs> Come on, Jed, you're with me. He's like, yep, that's exactly what you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's not in. <laughs> How far out was Haran back in those days? Because, I mean, he, he lived... He lived large, he lived hard with the best of them, um, and then he burned out, uh, as so many people from that period did. The 80s lifestyle on tour was decadent and depraved. It was full on. But, um, I mean, at the same time, there was this countercultural thing still coursing through the culture of surfing, and guys like Haran were tapping into that and able to heal themselves and, you know, take it upon themselves to heal people around them, like you, who I'm guessing was a fair bit younger than Shane at the time. Yeah. I mean, it was super cool. I learned so much from Shane. Uh, you know, like, it was yoga and then he had some crazy stuff that he'd done. Well, not, you know, not crazy. He used to wake up. I remember staying with him in Japan uh, or um, at least we were staying next door to each other. But we'd always go around to do yoga in the morning and um, he used to have this... Ever heard of the I Ching book? Where the, you've got three dimes, like the three coins, he, use, he was using like little um, US dimes and so you throw them and that just that explains how your day, whole day is going to go and you go with that whatever the book tells you and to compete under that theory is almost impossible <laughs> but, but he did <laughs> oh, it explains a lot four world title runner-ups and one of the most quizzical board designs in planetary history 
<laughs> you put them in the burger machine, you know. <laughs> Those times. <laughs> wow, ramming the I Ching through Cleopatra, Queen of the Nile. You'd be getting a couple of features with them, wouldn't you? <laughs> the I Ching coins. Number one. Uh, number one, though, closing out. Ox, incredible career, Nirvana, mate. Uh, talk to us about getting paid to surf. You know, it's everyone's dream. Um, I want to know, what is the greatest surf session that you can remember? Oh, there's so many, Jed, there's so many. But, I mean, I feel so blessed and grateful to be paid to surf. I mean, Billabong have um, been so great for me. Like, since I was 15, I've been paid um, to surf. Yeah, and, and still now, um, all those... The years I didn't do the tour, you know, they were still paying me and, um, and you know, I paid them back too, you know, in, um, by winning that world title. But it's still going on now, the great relationship. Um, and uh, it feels so good to get paid to surf. A, a session, there's too many. Like, every day, like, last week was unbelievable, the waves, and to still be surfing and, uh, and fairly fit and surfing is a, at, um, I'm going to be 55 soon. Uh, so it's um, just to be surfing fully, you know, f- feeling good and being able to do everything you want. And, um, every day is a blessing, really, because you see people coming around your age and you talk to everyone around your age. And sometimes, you know, you get injured and you're at, I w- did have a bit of an injury and I was out for a couple of weeks before this last swell. So it's so good to be, um, to be in there. Man, it's that's... funny, though. Like, I was... I was um, the, you know, I was doing all the runarounds, you know, at Snapper, the, the bank's getting longer, so um, the runarounds are getting longer, and, and I was running, like, for a whole week, and then, um, and then the very last day, I was thinking, I should rest, you know, like, you know how they say, you exercise, you needed one day of rest, and I'm like, yeah, I should, don't run, you know, just walk, and I was like, oh, one last run, and I went to run, and I pulled my calf muscle. Man, that's so inspiring. Everyone's like, oh. No, it's fucking inspiring, man. Everyone just wants to, like, if, if you can surf as... Up, you know, as good as you're capable of surfing as long as you possibly can. That's the secret, man. Like, yeah, for sure. That's what we're all here for. I mean, um, Uncle Gordon, you, you know, yeah. the founder of uh, um, Billabong, Gordon Merchant, he's like um, in his 70s, um, right up there, and he's still surfing and not even on a mal. He's still surfing a short, you know, a shortish board. I mean, he shapes his own boards, and, you know, they're in the seven, eight foot. Rip, but they're not mouths, you know, mm-hmm. and he's still like, he does yoga and it, if he could be surfing like that at that age, that is unbelievable. Oh, man, one of the greatest surf sequences in history, I reckon, is Skip Fry, that African right point uh, in one of Thomas Campbell's films, riding a 7.6, just going fucking warp speed, the skin peeling back off his geriatric skull. <laughs> fucking incredible. But um, before we move on, the, I've got some sessions that I want to ask you about, sessions that meant a lot to me when I was a kid. Um, the first one is uh, you and Munger in Reunion Island. It's in Pump. Like, fuck, man, I don't know what's going on in your life or what's happening there, but you're just, you're just so free in the way that you're surfing. Do you remember that trip? And Yeah, that trip was all-time reunion. It was just way back in the early days there, not many people... Outsider Union had gone there and it was such a crazy place. Um, there was a, some couple of nightclubs we went to every night and we wouldn't even get out of, like, we wouldn't be, like, kind of been able to move by it about after lunch. <laughs> and then, like, the waves had only start getting really good late afternoon. 
Well, that's all, that's all we knew because we didn't see it in the morning. But um, we're just having the best time. And then just that by like late afternoon, just being that psyched to surf and go out again that night. <laughs> no, we had the ball. Yeah, and and did you feel like you're surfing at that point? Three old people was, over there all time. Yeah, was the lineup crowded? Did it feel as, like, I mean, everyone knows lineup. what's been happening with Yeah, the lineup wasn't crowded. Like, I like, remember a couple of afternoons there, I was surfing all by myself. The boys were just watching. Fuck, man. Like, no one would surf that point by themselves anymore. Oh, the sharks. Yeah. Oh, I would if I was there. Just stay nice and close to the reef. <laughs> It'd be hard not to, but um, no, no, I feel for those guys that they're not being able to surf there lately. But um, yeah. That session's just so iconic for me, man. Like, you know, back in the days when you could only get one video and it was six months till the next one came out, you just fucking watch it and watch it and watch it. But I reckon in that movie, there's a few sessions. There's one at Mandaka. Like, you're surfing in that, that period to me is like raw and free and just looking so on point. Did it feel like you were doing some of the best surfing you'd ever done at that point? Yeah, Because you weren't on tour then, right? No, I wasn't, no. Um, yeah, it did, just with the waves uh, being so good and just that, I don't know, I mean, I guess those videos too, that just when they get the, put the music to it, it just makes it extra good, you know what I mean? But... Uh, but it did feel good, yeah. And what about, sorry, Smithy, what about uh, Mundaka, mate? Because, like, I guess when you, you're living up on the Goldie and you just get, you're just surfing sand bottom points all day on your backhand, tell us about your relationship with that wave because you've put in some memorable performances out there too and it's not a wave that's really on the radar that much at the moment. No, it's not, yeah. I mean, we had those events there and, uh, um, and now there's nothing and uh, you know just when the first time I went to Moondaka I fell in love with that wave uh, it's um, like you said it's a left sand point break and it's a heavy wave and uh, you know you've got to really time it right tide wise and um, and it can just be uh, just it's just such a good wave to surf it's um, if you get it on the right tide for sure did you, you won Mundaka as well? I won Mundaka in your world title year. I think. Yeah, it was, but it was um, it was we were in Anglet in France because the um, it was we could use Mundaka, but they waited for the finals and the one day. I think that was like that for a couple of years. And one year we got to the quarters and they said there's a big swell coming. We're going and and that we went and just stayed there. And Mundaka wasn't ready for us, but we came and took the town to pieces. Like, uh, yeah, that the party and the, the restaurant there, and then we ended up in um, Bermeo. That was it. Man, it's a, I don't know if you've never, if you've, anyone been to Mundaka in the room. <laughs> Fuck man, it's this tiny ancient European town. You've been there, Smithy? Yeah, it's like it's fucking mental like, hash. Seriously, like going back in time. It's like when you when the tour's in town, it's the most fucked up like contrast you've got sort of this ancient village with you know yeah, it's ancient relics just hanging there washing outside their windows and all that sort of stuff and then you've got chris davo in the front bar fucking <laughs> ripping his shirt off and fucking <laughs> headbutting the peanut bowl and just going absolutely bananas but then oh, yeah the lineup is fucked up like but i heard is it true when that like because one of the traditions for when you win mundaka is that the village people grab you and they throw you from the, yeah. the wall into the river. Into the river, being thrown in the river. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How'd wow. they go chucking you in, mate? Yeah, I, yeah, they got me good at... Um, 
I remember it probably would have been Craig Sage and his mate Gil Hermie or something. Um, uh, yeah, it was epic. I mean, that day that I won, they actually had the uh, Basque Festival in Bermeo, so we went to that that night. Didn't get back till the next day. It was crazy, but to get thrown in the river there is, yeah, it's just epic. They they throw you nicely. And they, you don't land on one of those boats. And... <laughs> And AI, uh, you know, he's a guy obviously you were very close with. Um, he had an incredible record in the Pacific. So did you, Tahiti and Fiji in particular. Um, do you have any memorable sessions with AI, uh, especially in the Pacific? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, a lot. Um, uh, Andy was incredible over there. I, it, You know, at Chopu um, one day... Uh, um, it's not yeah one day and one year that we um, all the Aussie guys always fly in at about midnight and and um, and uh, we did not get our boards so we arrived at um, we stayed that night but the Connors waiting period was the next day and I don't know why we flew in so late but um, there was probably a big swell and no one wanted to go <laughs> yeah. but the swell was huge that day and it was like oh, 10, 12, 15 foot um, and Andy and Bruce were out there and I actually um, was just watching them on the tower actually I got out to the tower and watched them it was incredible like Andy and Bruce and um, and I've been in the channel and saw Andy get that wave um, that uh, Shane was in the lit um, you know uh, taking the photos for me but you know Andy uh, Andy was incredible over there and at Fiji too uh, but, you know, in, um, when Andy won at Tahiti, we were staying together. His last ever win was all time. Oh, in 2010? Yeah, I was yeah, there for that Yeah, in 2010. So I actually um, put $100 on Andy before I knew we were staying together, but I didn't tell him. And uh, he was paying 10 to 1, would you believe? Wow. 10 to 1, that's 1000 bucks. Anyway, I didn't tell Andy the whole time. But Andy was, um, you know, he was pretty wild and... Uh, I was trying to not get him to drink too much and, um, and he didn't really notice what I was trying to do but then I was always get, telling him, you know, go and see the physio, you know, because he was complaining about a sore back and, and then, <laughs> then right at the end, like, when I told him, he was, he was bummed at me. He was like, I was like, you're a freaking racehorse, wasn't I? I was like, no wonder you were trying to tell me not to drink too much and go see the physio. <laughs> he had money on me. But uh, it was hilarious. We had a really good party that night. I mean, Chopa wasn't big that year, but just to see Andy win again and uh, get be really happy again was um, incredible. We, we had a ball. Mental. Well, uh, fuck, that was good. Give it up for Rocky, man. That was sick. All right, well, we're going to try something new here, Smithy. We're going to try something new because uh, we've got a board to give away. This is an Otis Carey down the front. Oh, it's fallen over. Whoops. But um, we're going to have a new section. It's called the Oki Quiz. Now it's time for everyone's favourite game show. Oki or not. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually pull three Swellians out of the crowd to join us on stage. Oki, if you want to come over here. We've never actually done this before, so uh, it could go completely pear-shaped. But What's going on, Vaughn? No girls? That's a bit racist. No girls? Should we get a swelly head up? Come on up. All right, so basically, 
What's going to happen here is Oki's got a handful of questions. They're multiple choice. But before we get into it, let's just meet our contestants. Contestant number one over here. What's your name, mate? Hayden. All right, Hayden. Uh, where are you from? Tommy. Ooh, what are the uh, what's the native tongue and the native traditions of your native? Uh, what the fuck's nah, that place? I'm called? not actually from Tommy. I'm from Newport, down in Sydney. Oh, true. I know what your native traditions are, and they revolve around a packet of white dust. Hato, um, what's your best surf story, mate? Have you got Have you got something you can share with the room that will blow their heads off? I'll let the other guys go, and I'll think of one. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's up next? Um, Emmett. Uh, Maddie. Where are you guys from? I'm from Coffs. I'm from Coffs. Grew up in Dorigo. Grew up in Dorigo and Coffs. What's your best surf story from the local local area? You got a beauty? My best Some surf folklore. story is seeing Dylan Hitchcock win third place at Board Riders. <laughs> Take it off, bud. Take it off. Yeah, Dilo. Dylan Hitchcock, a.k.a. The King. Mad. And, uh, and you, sir? Hey, bud. How are you? I'm good, man. Yourself? Love the cramps, man. Salubrious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's your name and uh, what's your story, man? Uh, Bryn and um, probably packing pingers in my ass. One night I got busted. <laughs> well played. Well played. Very mad. Very mad. Yes. Ding. What, before Correct a, answer. Before a surf, Brino, or? Oh, just on a usual couple of Arvo beers. <laughs> Fuck, surfing must feel real good to you, mate. All right, so, Ock, I'm going to hand it over to you, mate. We'll keep the tally. Okay, well, I've always wanted to be a game show host, so this is right up my alley. Are these cards in order? Jed? Anyway, any any order. Okay, cool. Okay, well, the first one is... I've appeared in two mainstream cinematic releases. One is the North Shore... What is the other one? Is it A, In God Hands, B, Puberty Blues, C, Scarface? Hang on a second. And D, Storm Boy. Puberty Blues. There he goes. Puberty Blues? Oh, God, tell us a bit about putting that film together, mate. Oh, well, you know, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> what? what oh, the- yeah. The story, <laughs> weren't you just walking up the beach and the director <laughs> no, went? exactly. Um, yeah, I was just walking up the beach and they called me over. Didn't get paid for it or anything. Oh, what? Jeez. I know, because I was a star attraction there for two seconds. Of well, the movie. Question number two, moving question along. Question number two. In 1984, I won a CT final against Tom Carroll in Lacanau, which is in France. The contest had a classic sponsor. What was it called? Quicksilver. No. But I'm gla- wait, wait for the uh, multiple choice. No, 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 no. I like your enthusiasm. Oh, okay, carry on, carry on. Enthusiasm. Billabong. No. That Oxbow fucking shit. What Oxbow, yeah, close. But anyway. Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not. I'm going to give you the multiple choices. I'm, I'm just going, yeah, that was the contest, but it wasn't that one. Not that one. No, sorry. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I'm going to give you the multi, and uh, multi-choice. What do you call it? Multiple choice. Yeah, that's it. Is it A, the Tutti Fruity Pro? Is it B, the Anstwell uh, Pro? Is it 
be the G Pro GoPro or is it the Oh No No Bro Pro? First one, the Tutti Fruity Pro. You got it? Yeah, he got it. What, what, do you, what do you remember of that event? Oh, this is um, 1984. Yeah. 1984, first year on tour. Uh, you're surfing against the world champion. Any well, memories? I, I remember there was a lot of Tutti Fruity on the beach. There were some pretty bizarre sponsors of surf comps back in the day. Gunston 500 was sponsored by Siggy's. Did you, did you just, did they just hand them out to all the competitors? Yeah, you got a couple of packets of cigarettes in your, in your, um, in your pack. What would you do with them? <laughs> I'm only joking, you didn't. You didn't? <laughs> You're so gullible. Um, <laughs> what would you do with them? <laughs> okay. Next question. In 1999, the year I won the world title, it's all about me, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, okay, I guess it's the hockey quiz. Um, I actually came last in the first event of the season at Snapper. Then who beat me in that event? Oh, this will break you guys apart. Is there a tie going on anywhere? Um, is it A, Jojo de la Vencia? Well, I remember him. Is it B? I mean, that sounded weird, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> is it B, Cristiano Spiro? Is it C, Bernardo Pigmu? Is it D, Armando Doltra? And these are all Brazilians. Um, or is it, uh, yeah. It's, be hated. it's B, B. Correct answer. Well played, Well done, sir. because... That is obscure surf knowledge. Surf core. That's a out. guess for sure. That's a guess because I did not know that answer. Hey, Ock, um, all of those guys that we just mentioned were Brazilians on the CT. They were. Um, that was your world title year. You actually finished last in your first, first comp of the year. Yeah. Went on to win the world title. But this was before the Brazilian storm. What, just, just before we move on into the quiz, yeah. what do you make of these guys now? The, the Idolos, the Gabes, the Philippes. Are you just, can you believe what you're saying? I cannot, no. And... Um and they're all Brazilian. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, we just want the Aussies to kind of uh, come good, but, um, or come that good, because they are really are next level. I mean, at the moment, those three guys, um, I mean, two for me, really, it's Italo and Gabrielle. I mean, Felipe is amazing too, but, you know, there's more. There's um, Diego Dora now, the way he's surfing. It's incredible. I mean, John John Florence... I think I was talking to someone today who was the only real guy that can kind of match them at the moment, which is, you know, I'm only telling the shocking truth. And I, I think that's the truth. Mm, and John John obviously is out again with a oh, knee John's injury. Out. I mean, uh, what do we make of this? It seems almost unprecedented for a well, surfer to have this many serious knee injuries in this amount of time. Yeah, well, at the moment we were talking about, if you know, if we're just going to Turks talk surf real quick is I'm kind of amazed that these guys are really harping on getting ready for the Olympics that um, apparently are going to happen. I mean, I'm not anti-Olympics, but I'm, I'm just wondering why they're so hard set on getting ready for these Olympics and almost treating it um, bigger than a world title because, I, I mean, for me, I think a world title is way bigger. But, um, yeah. What's the price of gold versus the price of one of those WSL trophies just out of interest? I mean... Um, just before we move on, what's, what's missing from the Australian attack, in your opinion? 
But you've, you've um, been through eras where, uh, you know, the first era where you had your, your Bartons, your Dumas, your Tom Carrolls, you were a big part mm. of that movement. Then you were a part of the next movement as well with the Cooley kids. Like you've served finals yeah. against yeah. Dingo, Joel, Mick. Like what is missing that those generations had? It's hard to put a, um, you know, it's hard to really say. I mean, you know, you just, when you strike gold as a surfer and just reach that level, I mean, that this is next level we're talking about. But I remember at my time, I mean, I, I just find it hard to get my head around how many there are that are actually hitting that level. I mean, Gabrielle and, and um, you know, and, and Atala work really hard. I mean, you've got to just look at their legs, you know, and... Uh, I think that's really, you know, important, you know, the, probably the training that, that they're doing. But, I mean, but just the talent that they have is, you know, like it's just, you know, you don't get too many freaks. But there's two right there and there's, um, you know, I'm not, miss, I'm not steering away from Gabrielle. I mean, I am a goofy footer, but, I mean, I'm not steering away from Felipe, sorry. But the three of them are incredible, but um, I, I prefer the goofy footers. But I, I can't pinpoint it. Um, they're just that good. They're freaks, and uh, and the work they surf more than anyone, which is a big thing. I, you know, that's another thing. Maybe the Aussies could just actually surf more, like every day, all day, and maybe get the lights on and surf at night too. Mm-hmm. And these Brazilians, they are <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> Back to the quiz. Okay, so let them see the answers. Oh, all these guys are going. What are you doing? Sorry about. Like, can I've been told. I've been told I waffle on a bit too much, so it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's really okay. Okay. Here we go. Thank you. Okay. In 2011, I appeared on a show. A very high-rating show. Guess that show. That cube show with all the shit on there. That, that's fucking no, that's a big, Give it to me. That's a bomb bomb. Give it to me. Okay, that I'll give it one. to you. It's, um, it's actually, that's not the, um, the question, so I'm going to tell you what it was. It's Dancing with the Stars. Don't know if you've ever seen it, Dancing kids. with Stars. But um, it's a show. It's a dancing show. It sucks. <laughs> but um, I was on it. But I was eliminated early in the rounds, yep, by a judge called Todd McKenney, who's a bit of a prick. Um, I actually met Todd McKenney out the front and I thought he was cool until he actually gave me a very low score. But um, the question is, have I wrecked it already? No, mate. Well, the question is, um, Todd McKenney, how did he describe my performance? And A, was the worst performance in the show's history, which is probably... Um, it's not true because... <laughs> Because, no, I, I watched, um, what's her name? Uh, just last year, Chappelle Corby, and she had to be worse than me. She was worse for sure. I asked my son, Jay, he was with me. I'm like, oh, come on, Jay, was I that bad? And he tell me the truth. Hey? He said, no, Dad, you weren't that bad. <laughs> okay, so B, that was A, the worst performance in history. B, like... Being on mushrooms and watching two butterflies flitting in delightfully through a field of blossoming daisies. Okay, um, you destroy the dance floor the same way you, you destroy Bill's bowl, or D, nothing. He just hid behind his desk like a coward. Which one was it? Hey, I'm saying A, 100%. 
A, A, the worst performance in the show's history. Correct, Amundo. That was a hard one. Anyway. Okay, you need to hide your answers from this guy, man. Oh, true, too. Oh, yes. In 1984, Tracks interview, I upset the Americans when I said, A, Family Ties is a shit TV show. B, Brad Gerlach's Aki impersonations is awful compared to mine. What? <laughs> C, once Karen retires, California probably won't have a world champ again ever. Or D, we have to stop these Seppo wankers. Brian? D. Correct answer. What, what was behind that, Oc? Do you remember that? Because it did cause a stir. It did cause a stir, but I, I don't even remember saying it. It was just like, who was it? Who put those words into my mouth? I'm not too sure. It's one of those journos, Vaughn. That's what it was. Well, have we got a score? Who's in the lead? Hayden is uh, in the lead on two. Newport's finest. Uh... Three, two, one down the line. Okay, there we go. All right. Well, that's so, question, question four. Who got runner-up the year I won the world title? Was it A, Kelly Slater? Was it B, Sonny Garcia? Was it C, Gary Elkerton? Or was it D, Taj Burrow? Brian. B. Sonny Garcia? I don't think it was. Ooh. No, that's the correct answer. Buzz, 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 the buzz, ultimate buzz, bridesmaid. Buzz. And off. Uh, in your world title year, TB, was he in the running? Was it a race? Did you feel him coming at you or was it just... Um, it was a golden year for me because I'd won all my pet events. Tahiti, um, not, sorry, no, they weren't pet events. What am I talking about? All the lefts. Favourite lefts. Yeah. Um, all the lefts, I won Mundaka, Tahiti and that. But I had a big lead, so so it was um, Brazil, I clinched it. Taj got knocked out and um, or Mick Campbell, I think, there was there. And maybe even um, Lowy, maybe? I yep. don't know. Yeah, Lowy. That's right. Next question. When I, be, when I came second to Damien Hardman in a junior contest, what did I do with my trophy? This question sucks. Without the multiple choice, yeah. Did you throw it away? Hold on. Was that a good guess? Go on, go on, pass it on, pass it on. Was that it? That's it. Fucking yeah! Okay, I was just reading that, but yeah, he got it. Not only did you throw it away, Ock, you actually tossed it into the crowd, and what happened? I seriously don't remember. Have you got any trophies from all of your years on tour? Is, is it something that you keep? No, I don't really. World title I'm, trophy? Yeah, I have got my world title trophy and I've got my Bells trophy. I've got my Mundaka trophy and I've got my, yeah, Fiji and Tahiti. Did I say that? Yeah. I've got those four trophies. All the rest are gone. Unfortunately, well, yeah. What, <laughs> who needs them? Just Do you use your world title trophy or is it on a shelf? Like, is it a fruit bowl? Is it? No, yeah, it's in the kitchen. It's yeah, it's like it, you know all those like phone charges and stuff and <laughs> texts. 
kids texters and <laughs> ever chop up in it. <laughs> That'd be a big session, that one, I tell you. <laughs> okay, next question. Let's get back to it. Second last one. Second last one. Three, three, one. Brit needs it. Okay, Brit. No pressure. Before surf coaches became a popular addition to the tour, I actually travelled with a surf coach. Was it Trent Robinson, Wayne Bennett, <laughs> Gus Gould, or Derek Hind? Oh, Emmett. The girl got it, yes. yes. Hey. Oh, that's unlucky. <laughs> Wayne Bennett. D. Yes. Correct answer. Derek Hind. The Hind. Oh, God. talk to us, mate. One of the most enigmatic, intense, and just hard-assed figures in pro surfing history. What was he like as a coach? Derek Hind? Super weird, yes. Yeah. Super <laughs> weird. Just, oh, I, I, I didn't take anything. I, yeah. No, no advice there. Taken. <laughs> but the year that he was coaching you, you, you were leading the ratings for uh, at least six months. Yeah, right. So, nothing to do with Derek. <laughs> hey, um, just so you know. <laughs> this guy's feeding, feeding me my lines over here. Just so you know, we've got three, three, and two. So if Bryn gets this one, it's a three-way playoff. But if Emmett and Hado get it, one of them will win the Otis Carey board. So I think we can bring on let's the see how we go and punch on. Ooh, wow, boy, that's a bit not fair. Sculling race, yeah, that could be it. Oh, they're ready for that one. Okay, but it might not need to happen. Okay, in 1999, I've done this question. I haven't. Okay. I won my first title. I said that. I'm sure I did. Age 33. Rabbit Bartholomew called it the greatest comeback in history of the sport. How long did I spend in the wilderness? Oh, okay. Okay, was it A, five years? Was it B, nine years? Was it C, 11 years? Or was it D, 13 years? Hayden's got in first there. Five years. That is the incorrect, incorrect. answer. Nine years. Incorrect. Bryn. 11. Yeah. What? It's a winner is Bryn. He can skull in off. It's a skull off. Come on, we're all tied for skull off. Okay, one, two, three, go. The surfboard is his Otis Carey surfboard. It looks a touch under volume for the big man. But uh, I'm sure you'll find it in the nearest gum tree. He passes it on to the king. Oh, he passes you kidding it on. me? This is a cops miracle. Oh, that's a huge result. Wow. Huge result for the king. Bryn, you're an absolute legend, mate. Thanks so much, guys. Cairns, come on up. Who wants Sean Cairnsdale on the panel? Yeah. 
G'day, mate. Welcome back to the show. How have you been and what have you been up to? Uh, haven't been doing a lot of surfing, but um, still enjoying it when I do. And just, just a lot of working and, yeah, making surfboards. And uh, I had a little holiday in Yamba last week, which was good for a week. And... Yeah, did a lot of surfing then. Um, Still blowing the fucking back out of it absolutely. like a madman. Absolutely. And tell me, Sean, were you um, filming for the Pulse movie, were you? Uh, yeah, uh, Justin Gain called me up and, um, yeah, did a bit of surfing at, uh, yeah, down that way and had a, had a lot of fun. And, yeah, it was good hanging out and catching up. It was like a bit of a reunion, catching up with everyone and saw a lot of old friends from back on the tour and yeah it was, it was a really fun week and how's everyone surfing mate is it blowing your mind i saw some clips of yourself trent munro uh simon robinson all these guys who forged you know a, a basically a pathway with those pulse movies uh for a whole generation that came after it the fucking the boys are ripping mate they're fully like you know knackers has still got the backside blast and the low center of gravity and just doing his thing and were you blown away by the standard of everyone surfing? Completely. Um, yeah, the, the level that they're surfing still is just incredible. Um, watching Knackers hack into it was pretty incredible. He's definitely one of my favourites growing up. And Oc, watching Ock growing up is definitely one of my favourites as well. And, I wanted yeah. to come down. I was going to come down drop in on those guys, but I didn't make it. <laughs> I mean, you know, drop in as in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the snapper rocks drop in. No, no, no. Just drop, drop in, in and say hello and surf with them. Unreal. Um, I was funny because when Cairns first came in and he was with a bloke called Klaus who went and ordered Red Bull and vodkas. And uh, fuck, mate, I haven't had Red Bull and vodka since the Sydney 2000 Olympics. I think, they, I think they banned them everywhere but coughs. <laughs> I think it's a Red Bull fuck. and uh, Monster or oh. nothing else, but... Mate, Smithy's liver's doing backflips at the thought of it, I reckon. <laughs> hey, I um, let's throw it open to the swelly and Smithy. Uh, we'll get the crowd going and uh, you, you guys can ask a question. We've got Billabong water bottles for everyone who asks a question. The best questions are actually going to get, as judged by Cans and Ock, we've got a graphene wetsuit, 100% recycled, best rubber out there. I've got one. It's fucking insane. It's so warm. And a $200 custom shoes voucher as well. Custom... Proud supporters of the show, and we love them. Thank you for the support. So we'll come on down. Put your hand up if you've got a question for Oki or Ken. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. Cool. So I think... I've got a question for Sean. Oh, go up. Looks like you've been surfing today, Sean. Have you got some secret spot that works when it's flat? I didn't go surfing today. You didn't? <laughs> Looks like you got zinc on or something. Zinc? Yeah, no? It's probably um, glass dust. Ah, <laughs> oh, dust. <laughs> glass yeah. dust. He's been working. Yeah, the old glass it dust did. in Coffs Harbour. Watch out for it, Smithy. <laughs> hey, Dill. Mate, I heard that uh, you had a song to sing for uh, all the Swellians tonight. Is that true? Yeah, sure. Yep. Dylan's already got... The Otis Carey surfboard. I wonder if you can get a wetsuit as well. Good to see you, mate. Swellian, Swellian, forever. Ah, ah, Swellian. 
The boys are Spoliers for you. Spoliers, Spoliers forever. I see Spoliers up your ass. Your ass, ah, Spoliers forever. Up the Spoliers. Fucking hell, that was massive. Yeah, dude. Mate, that's going to be hard to top. You legend. Oh, yeah. That's what it's like to get cheered after a CT win, brother! <laughs> oh, that's all time. All right, has anyone got a question over here? Let's go. got one for Ock. Ock, did you enjoy um, my favourite movie of all time, The North Shore in the late 80s? Uh, did I enjoy the movie or doing it? Like doing it when you're in the cane fields and that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, what is it? Alex up ahead. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's what you wanted me to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, my name's Casper. I've got a, uh, I've got a question for Ock. Uh, you've had heaps of iconic boards over the years. I was wondering what's the, your favourite era of, of your boards, your Rusties or your Dalbergs or your JSs or whatever? Yeah, uh... Oh, great question. Uh, it is a good question, and um, I might get in trouble for this one. But uh, it was definitely when I switched from um, the boards I was riding back then. I think it was uh, GNS Hall, it was Jim Banks to Rusty's. Um, that really took my surfing, um, you, know, change, you know, to the better. Yeah, um, and uh, that's when it clicked for me. So that was uh, definitely the Rusty's for sure. And then came the channel bottoms, don't Oh, those Dalbergs. <laughs> Hard to go past the Dalbergs for me, or just as a fan. Yeah, those Dalberg channel bottoms were pretty damn good too. Ooh. Uh, g'day, Kurt. And I have a very urgent and quite endearing question for Smivy. I'm just really wondering about the qualities of indica and sativa. And if you could elaborate on which would help us at different moments of the day... If there's any separation and just your, your personal opinion, that would be much appreciated. Look, this is a safe space and I'm glad you asked. Uh, I think it helps to always remember that Indica uh, stands for Indicouch. So uh, Indica, Indicouch, Sativa's like fucking all up in your head and shit. But I've got a point to make. I've got a bit of a, a bone to pick with the mull growers uh, all up and down the East Coast. Uh, I mean, I just think there's just too much THC in today's weed. I think there's, uh, it's, it's, there's too much psychoactive component in the weed. I want higher CBD content in the weed. Everything that grows in nature grows in perfect balance. And too much of uh, the, uh, the marijuana crops grown are grown indoors at a certain period and then they're moved outdoors and it's just too, too high THC. No one needs more head noise, that's for sure. We're trying to take the head noise away fully in, fully out. Uh, I hope that answers your question. I mean, we are Ain't That Swell has its own brand of CBD oil, so uh, get a hold of some Swell on Instagram. Track down Swell CBD oil. Uh, I'm all about the CBD these days. Any any weed with CBD in it, very good, very good. Mad. Uh, Two part question: um, If Oki's got a direct line to Gordon Merchant, uh, when are we going to see the Billabong Super Challenge back? And the second yeah. part is, uh, Vorno, when are you going to bring that blonde wig back? <laughs> Love to see the challenge come back. It'd be a great time for it. Uh, I'm going to get on the phone, but, uh, yeah, it's a 
very valid point. There's a lot of surfers there right now that have, um, it'd be uh, perfect for it. And uh, if we could, um, yeah, if somewhere in Australia, yeah, I'd, I'd be up for it too if they called me up for it. I don't know, but. <laughs> what was your favourite of the uh, the Super Challenge events, Oc? Yeah, my favourite was up in the west, up at um, yeah, up at Nalu, and and that that was the best one. We done a few though. We we done one um, up in down in Ulladulla, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. And Jay Bay, there was a big one at Jay Bay. Bay we done one too, yeah. You did one in uh, Sumba or something, right? On a boat that did yeah, get waves. Yeah, we did too. Yeah. It, it's such a, a crazy concept. It's almost uh, unimaginable to, be, to think you could pull it off today, you know, get surfers of that calibre all together on a boat trip or a bus trip. Uh, but, I mean, far out. I guess COVID would be the time to try and pull it off. Yeah, it's true. But what were your memories? I mean, sharing space with, you know, Curran, Sonny, Rob, uh, Taylor Knox... Such an incredible team of talent, so many unique styles, such incredible films. A lot of different characters to get together, and it was really good, especially to get them out into an environment, you know, where it was uh, really remote, just to see all the characters come out. It was really cool. Any fuckwits on those crew walk? Out of all, that, all those surfers? Uh, anyone, anyone carry on like a bit of an egg roll or...? Because, um, I mean, you're camping or, or in close quarters for a long time. You get to really know people. Nah, nah, actually. No one was just dropping their guts on the bus non-stop. Fucking current, fucking stick a plug in it! <laughs> <laughs> nah, they invite the select crew, so yeah, the ringers get tossed. Um, Sean, did you, did you um, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you surf pipe in the dark? And were you fully loaded on coke or, um, I don't know, beers or something? Or was it just you were crazy? Because it scared the shit out of me. And Oki just said it scared the shit out of him, so. Uh, probably didn't need part two of that question. But, uh, yeah, did you surf <laughs> pipeline in the dark, Cairns? Is that true? Uh, yeah, I, I went out off the wall, not, not pipeline. But um, the, the light was on it. Like, it was pretty light at night. And, um Full moon. I just, I just had to catch three waves, so I was just like... What was it, get, a dare? Get three waves and get the money. Was it part of a dare? Yeah, it was a $100 um, dare. How big was it? It was six, solid six foot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so psycho. What about the uh, best nighttime surf sessions you've ever heard of, even in the folklore? I've heard a couple of uh, Christian Fletcher, Desert Point on the um, mushroom, mushroom... Uh, Zoomy, zoomy mushrooms getting coned in the, the kind of full moon. You heard that one? I have not heard that one, but that's pretty awesome. Oh. <laughs> Desert Point, far out. I don't know how you'd see. Is there any lights there? Or? Uh, I guess full moon and a fucking shit ton of psilocybin buzzing around <laughs> your neural synapses will help. <laughs> Go for it, mate. Yeah, Mark, um, you've obviously had a couple of special moments in your life. Marriage or world title, which would you choose? Oh, I've had two marriages and they didn't work out, so what do you reckon? (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely having children. Children, yeah. That's the only thing that tops it off, probably. All right, one last one with Dill. Anyone else? And then we're going to wrap it. Go for it, Dil. It's actually Liam's birthday. He's 28 years old. Happy birthday to you. Happy 
On your deal. We should have called it, ain't that deal? Boys, what question did you like the best? The Sean on Coke one. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> I think that's a wrap, mate. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for coming on down. Loves the lovely Coffs Coast. Mad. Thanks very much for coming out tonight, Coffs. Hope you had a good time listening to Ock. Have a great night, Coffs Harbour. Woo! You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You're fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?